Don't look now, but it's time once again to say that it is Wednesday, the sixth one of the year. And if you do the orbital math, you will find that it is February 10th, 2021. I'm Sean Tubbs, and for at least this small moment, this is the most recent installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement newscast and newsletter. On today's program, the Charlottesville Planning Commission makes recommendations to trim the city's capital budget. Charlottesville seeks information on entities who might want to remove the Lewis, Clark, and Sacagawea statue for their own purposes. And another candidate enters the race for the Charlottesville City Council. In today's Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Local Energy Alliance Program, your local energy nonprofit, wants to help you lower your energy bills, make your home more comfortable, and save energy. Schedule your home energy checkup to get started. Now only $45 for City of Charlottesville and Albemarle County residents. You'll receive energy-saving products and expert advice customized to your needs. Sign up today. There's a link in the newsletter. You may have noticed I've not been reporting the COVID numbers on each installment of this newsletter. There's been so much to get to, and I often report those numbers on Twitter. Every now and then, I think it's important to take stock and track where we are in this ongoing pandemic. Today, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 3,203 cases of COVID and another 34 deaths. The total number of fatalities since last March is now 6,932. The seven-day average for positive PCR tests is now 10.1%. That number was 11.3% a week ago. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 107 cases today, with 30 of those from Albemarle and 47 from Charlottesville. The death count in the district is now 116 people since the pandemic began. The University of Virginia returned to in-person instruction on February 1st, and as of 4 p.m. today, their COVID tracker now lists 178 active cases, with 161 of them being students. The images on the dashboard have been updated recently. As of today, 1,156,117 vaccine doses have been administered, and almost one of 10 Virginians has received at least one shot. The seven-day average for doses given each day is now at 33,520, still below Governor Northam's goal of 50,000 a day. The Charlottesville Planning Commission has weighed in on cuts and other amendments they would like to see made to the city's proposed capital improvement program. Hosea Mitchell is the chair of the body. There are at least at least four hot potatoes. One of these hot potatoes is an additional $8 million in funding for a parking structure on land purchased by the city in January 2017 at 9th and Market Street to support the joint courts complex with Albemarle County. Others are $50 million as a placeholder for middle school reconfiguration, and another is the previously approved millions in city funding for the West Main Streetscape project. All told, the draft five-year plan totals $160 million, or about double what the CIP was 10 years ago. What is outlined in the documents we've got is not sustainable. The budget cannot be achieved without significant, significant uh, revenue enhancements, um, tax and fee increases. There have been many words written about the West Main Streetscape, a project whose cost estimate has increased to as much as $52 million to build out the full scope of a design put together by Roadside and Harwell. Staff has recommended not proceeding with funding for two of the phases for which council has already authorized the sale of municipal bonds. 
Chrissy Hamill is a senior budget management analyst with the city. West Main Street, there was no, there was $4 million that was removed. The $18 million that was previously approved in prior CIPs remains intact and would be available. To pay for this draft CIP, Hamill said the tax rate would need to be annually increased by two cents for five years beginning next year. If council proceeds with this version, they would be using up all of the city's debt capacity for years to come. That would mean that future councils or commissions um, would also be limited in what could be recommended or added to future CIP budgets. After a public hearing, commissioners began their discussion. Many questions had to do with the status of state funding for the West Main Streetscape, a project that was broken into multiple phases in order to secure funding. Phase 1 has a cost estimate of $16.7 million, of which $3.275 million comes from VDOT's Transportation Revenue Sharing Program. Jeanette Janacek is the manager of the city's Urban Construction Initiative. When the city submits a grant application, we have to identify what we're going to do with the funds. So revenue share is a little bit more open-ended. That would be on phase one um, only. There are no smart scale funds on it. Smart scale is a process where VDOT funds projects based on how they would accomplish different criteria, such as public safety. The city received just over $2 million in smart scale funding for phase two, as well as another $2 million in revenue sharing. The rest of the $11.15 million would come from the sale of municipal bonds, which would ultimately be paid by city taxpayers through debt service. VDOT staff have recommended the city receive $10.8 million for the third phase of SmartScale, which is a standalone project that would not require a city match. Much of the city funding for Phase 1 and Phase 2 would cover the cost of undergrounding overhead utility lines, which VDOT will not cover. Another big-ticket item in recent CIPs has been funding for affordable housing. Previous councils have approved line items for specific projects, as well as general contributions to the Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund. One of these calls for $13.5 million in funding for the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority to redevelop various sites. That includes $1.5 million for fiscal year 2022. Commissioner Liz Russell asked why that figure is lower for next year, but increases to $3 million in future years. The city's redevelopment manager, Brenda Kelly, explained. The housing authority, Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority, is not planning on making a LIHTC application this coming March. I don't know if they have any proposals for March 22 yet. The CRHA has received tax credits for the redevelopment of Crescent Halls as well as the first phase of South First Street. Construction of the latter is expected to break ground later this month. Kelly said the specifics of how city funding would be used for future projects has not been worked out, but including the overall figures in the five-year CIP tells the CRHA of the city's commitment. South First Street Phase 2 will probably start construction about this time next year, And right now, there aren't any proposed projects um, in the future planned, but they are looking at all their other sites. There's just nothing definite on board right now. Russell and Mitchell both said they would like to see some way to salvage the West Main streetscape. Mitchell suggested reducing the amount for the parking garage and using that to help cover some of the costs for West Main. 
So did Commissioner Gary Heaton, who said he would support paying to place the utility lines underground. I think it's also not a lot to be gained by just completely wiping off uh, improvements that need to be made uh, that have um, you know, residual benefit to the community long into the future. If you're spending that kind of money and you're doing that kind of uh, renovative, renovation work, you underground it while you've torn up the street. Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg asked his colleagues if they had read through the value engineering study, which reviewed the roadside and Harwell design to find cost savings. It is appalling. I mean, you've got half a million dollars in there for rocks, literally just a boulder that's sliced into pieces for decorative purposes. You've got half a million dollars for custom concrete benches that look incredibly uncomfortable where you could have bought regular benches for like $20,000. And I think with the streetscape, you know, we really need to get back to what's important. Stolzenberg agreed with the decision to close the slip lane that allows vehicles to turn right from eastbound West Main to southbound Ridge Street, but said the city did not need to invest in a pocket park at that location at this time. Commissioner Lyle Sola Yates also weighed in. Um, I'd like to see uh, increases in funding for the Charlottesville uh, Affordable Housing Fund, increased funding for tree planting, uh, and providing more funding for essential parts of West Maine to best use matching funds for health, safety, and cost and risk prevention. Sola Yates suggested delaying funding for more small area plans, implementation of the strategic investment area, and delaying spending on the parking garage for at least one more year. He also suggested deferring $6 million on the general district court anticipated for spending next year until at least fiscal year 23. An agreement between Albemarle and Charlottesville for the court's complex includes a section on how the county shall begin construction of the parking garage by May 1st, 2022, and deliver 90 spaces for use by the county by November 30th, 2023. If they do not, then the city must provide 100 spaces in the Market Street parking garage to the county, as well as sell back a share of land on East Market Street. After the commission's discussion, Vice Mayor Cena McGill asked a question. I just want to, because I keep hearing everyone's talk about how, you know, if moving forward, you know, move forward with the garage, but it being the absolute least necessary, I just think that needs to have some definition, is what is considered to be the least necessary. City Economic Development Director Chris Engel said he did not have a good answer, but that the $10 million figure was derived from a preliminary study of a 300-space garage with 10,000 square feet of commercial space. Mitchell said he would support spending an amount to satisfy the terms of the agreement to provide 100 spaces. I do think that there are creative ways to, to meet our commitment without spending that many bucks. Stolzenberg said he envisioned a one- or two-story building with parking on the bottom with enough structural support to eventually build housings on top. He also suggested asking the county if they would consider amending the agreement to delay the project. After a discussion, Mitchell suggested a recommendation to make a motion to make amendments. The motion they vote upon calls for prioritize local West Main Street funding to match state funding for transportation for health and safety while not spending money on aesthetics, delay funding for small area plans until the Seville Plans Together initiative is completed, delay funding on SIA improvements until the Seville Plans Together initiative is completed, delay some funding for garage, courts complex, and $1 million for East High signalization, 
reduce the overall funding for the garage, and study ways to otherwise fulfill the commitment to Albemarle County. Delay $150,000 in additional funding for economic development strategic initiatives. Increase funding for the Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund from the $800,000 a year that is currently proposed. Increase funding for tree planting and pursue a donation program for this purpose. And increase funding for sidewalks. The commission voted unanimously to approve the motion. Their recommendations are purely advisory. Council will be presented with an overall budget, including the Capital Improvement Program, later this month. Next Monday, they will further discuss what to do with the West Main Streetscape. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, a service of Town Crier Productions. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned till the end. Speaking of West Main Street, the city is requesting information from entities and organizations that might be interested in removing the Lewis, Clark, and Sacagawea statue at the intersection of Ridge Street and McIntyre Street. The assumption by the city of Charlottesville is that any prospective recipient would be responsible for the safe removal and relocation of the statue, including all of the associated planning and logistical work required. The recipient would also bear all of the associated financial costs related to this work. In return for this service, the city of Charlottesville would transfer full ownership of the statue to the recipient at no cost to the recipient. Council directed staff to proceed with plans to remove the statue at a work session in November 2019. Responses to this request for information are due by March 12th. There are now two challengers seeking two Democratic nominations for Charlottesville City Council. Brian Pinkston is a facilities manager at the University of Virginia who previously ran in 2019 but failed to secure the nomination. He announced his candidacy earlier this month, according to media reports. City School Board member Juan Diego Wade announced his candidacy in January. City Councilor Heather Hill has not announced whether she will seek a second term, which would require getting one of the two nominations in the June Democratic primary. Charlottesville Mayor Nakia Walker announced last year that she would seek another term. As an independent, Walker only has to qualify for the ballot by submitting the correct number of signatures to the city's registrar. And that's it for today's installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you would like to support this program in any way, today, all I ask is that you send it on to somebody else who you think might be interested in hearing this information. And uh, given that there are a lot of people who live in this community, I think that's a lot of you. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I will be back tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and stay safe in whatever weather is coming our way.